Oh man, someone sent me a picture of Wonder Woman leggings. Oh really? That movie must, was so good. Must resist. Must resist. As a little girl, I I had the Wonder Woman underoos. Man, I wore those proudly, and I would so buy these leggings. It's tempting. Those look awesome. I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I am Chris Visions. I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. I love games. I love video games. And Emerald City Comic Con! Hi, I'm Christopher Sabella. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Brom, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Robbie Amell! What's up, guys? It's Autumnlands, Tooth and Claw. I've been digging it. I'm very glad you like it. Way to go, John. <laughs> hey, you know, we're on the fly. <laughs> Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on black science. Nolan North! Uh, you know, great cosplayers, great fans. Todd Knocky, Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, Infinite Comic. Matt Jet City! Bob McCloud, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert! About a year ago, I got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> the name oh, of the game Gravis is Gravisar. <laughs> and uh, we're actually Studio Emma. I'm at Geek Girl Con with Stephen Poole. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fitch and the Fool. Yeah, um, I'm Phoenix Jones. I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geek Star Costuming. Hey, hi, well, I'm Katie of Katie Clark Art. And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. So, Rebecca, tell us what you've been working on lately. As always, my little vampire's webcomic. Hi, I'm Zenis, the rapper. So I'm Kazuo Maeda, I'm the uh, Imigo Softworks partner. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! So hello everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John Adams, the host of the Super Awesome Geek Show, and we have Ari with us. Hello, I am Ari. That is me. <laughs> Michael awesome. G. Munns. Howdy. Which we can call Mike, right? Oh, yeah. Christina I Pryor. Respond to almost anything. Oh, what was that, Mike? Sorry. Uh, I respond to almost anything. Okay. We'll call hey, you... potato. Yeah, we'll call you potato. <laughs> okay, <dokey>. Backpack. <laughs> I am potato backpack. Uh, that's me. I'm the backpack, remember? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Christina carries all our stuff. So, hello, Christina. Uh -oh. Are you still there? Okay, yeah, there you go. Good. <laughs> and we have Jason Connolly. Yay! Coming to you high from the Isaqua Alps. And as big as your head. <laughs> Ari, that's a uh, inside joke. Um, I did a TIE Fighter review video of that um, huge Black Series one that they made. I don't know if you're familiar with the Star Wars Black Series. Gigantic TIE Fighter. Mm, not offhand. <laughs> but the uh, center part of the TIE Fighter was as big as my head. And I held it up next to my head and went, look, it's as big as my head. <laughs> One big toy, for sure. So now anything that's as big as my head, like the spider I found the other day <laughs> while crawling around Florida. 
I can't believe that. I send a note to Jason saying it's big as my head. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that thing was huge. I mean, is that? I mean, is that? I mean, for real? I mean, oh, it was a real spider. Yeah, you could put a <laughs> you could put a saddle on that thing, and write it. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a movie idea right there, waiting to hatch. They call it an orb spider. Well, they should call it oh, like orb bigger than your... a nasty. Oh, good God. <laughs> But, so, but be serious, John. Is it good eating? I'm not eating one, no. <laughs> uh, we have with us today Ari, and he does this amazing app. It's on Google Play. It's on the iTunes App Store. And it is Dragon Fruit, the geek dating site. Right? That's absolutely right. Hello. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this and where you came up with the idea. And uh, it's free. <laughs> It is. It's free. I always forget to say that. I always. I don't know why. To me, it isn't that important, but other people seem to care. Um, yes, dragon fruit. Uh, where did the idea come from? Well, the idea came from the. You know, it's 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 a tale as old as time, and such ideas always come from alcohol and board games. <laughs> and um, basically, uh, my friends and I, we we used to always get together on a Friday night and drink beers and play various board games and uh you know talk about our lives and this and that and i had one friend who um well one friend who had been single for a long time and one friend who had become recently single and so obviously we were all sort of cajoling them and prodding them and trying to get them onto various dating apps and we would sit around and like you know we we had the 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 brain trust uh getting together and trying to figure out what to say and what to put on a profile and everything <laughs> and it was it was a lot of fun but week after week it was like so how did it go? <laughs> and after a while, they were just like, this This doesn't work. This doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for people like us. We're way too nerdy for this. Everybody is so fake and everybody is always trying to, like, we're, we're trying to be honest with people and we're trying to tell people what we're about. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. This is a bad environment for us. So eventually, the... The conversation turned to, okay, well, if not this, then what? Like, how would we do things differently? And from there, dragon fruit was born, yeah. basically. Here there be dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, we decided to, to do a bunch of things differently. Most of all, to create a community that was for the geeky people out there. The ones who spend Friday night playing board games with their friends. And... Um, and the idea, what we, what, the way that we designed it basically was to encourage people to be as open and honest about what it is that they like and what it is that they geek out over because you can geek out over basically anything, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and we have found that being in a community and in an environment where that's, that's understood, like, as a given, like everybody's in the same boat, at least in terms of the level of passion that they have about something. It means that it's a lot easier to connect with people, a lot easier to open up, a lot easier to find things in common, but also just to understand where other people are coming from, like how something can be such an important part of your life, of your identity. Um, and, and I think that, that people have found that really valuable. Yeah, I, I I totally get that. It's um, I mean, I have tried a few other dating sites before, and 
you're you you know it usually happens the first time you say well you know i've got an extensive lego and marvel and vintage collection of toys they're like what yeah <laughs> you what <laughs> oh i was looking for somebody who makes like three hundred thousand dollars a year drives a ferrari <laughs> so see you later <laughs> and, and it's 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 weird though because i think that people yes people aren't being honest with each other on a lot of dating on a lot of dating apps and sites but i think that they're also not being that honest with themselves because there are so many people out there who have like this idea of what their ideal person is which kind of ignores the kind of person they are themselves like the guy who makes three hundred thousand dollars a year and drives a ferrari hate to say it to any of your listeners who who, who meet that description but that guy's a douchebag and <laughs> what like, you call me <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, what was that you call me <laughs> so like and and, and i think that a lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not, would think that a collection of Star Wars toys is kind of awesome and want to know more. And, and, but they can't let themselves uh, acknowledge that because everybody is just living in this, this weird, rarefied fantasy world that doesn't actually have any connection to reality. And I think that if people are just honest with themselves about who they are and what they want, ultimately they'll be a lot happier. And that's just well, in general. I mean, that's not anything to do with, with the app or anything else. But that's... Uh, True, yeah. I mean, I had to learn that as a big life lesson. You know, there was a couple times in my life where, um, you know, when I, especially when I got a job at Xerox way back in the mid to late 90s. And it was like, okay, you know, everyone was like, it's time to grow up. You know, you're, you're getting this job. You got this thing at a big major corporation. I'm working in a laser lab, a microelectronics lab. And then it's like... No, who I really am is the guy who plays with toys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, I, and it's like, so you, I put everything away for a few years, but then I always come back to it. And I did it again when I moved out to Seattle and I was trying to find work and stuff. But then again, I came right back to the comics and toys. And I finally just said, all right, screw it. I'm a guy who reads comics and plays with toys, you know? <laughs> so it is well, and a life lesson. Yeah. Well, my friend, my best friend, uh, she found out. She tried. Someone told her to try this one. She lives in Vegas, and uh, she tried one. And she goes, oh, "Yeah, everybody's just basically looking for a hookup." Like all the ones that she went and met were just like, she's like, "I was hoping to, like hang out and you know as friends first, but they were all just looking for a hookup." And when she decided that that wasn't wasn't what she was gonna give, she's like, she deleted it. She's like, "This is dumb." Yeah, like plenty of fish right right she was she was really annoyed because once she found out that that's what they wanted she was still trying to be like hey let's go hang out or do whatever and because she wasn't giving it up so to speak um they stopped talking to her i was like yeah well they're just douchebags and sorry <clears throat> you know so that's why she won't use one of those so it, it's good to have well, what do you think she'll think of dragon fruit uh no i'll suggest it to her <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of it christina uh, i didn't get a chance to look at it but i mean like what do you think of the idea <laughs> of a geek um i i like that idea i think that um everybody out there tries to put themselves out there as you know because you might have the insecure girl or the insecure guy because let's face it that there is that that will put themselves out as better than what they are and or they could be a total 
I mean, he's a guy, you know, as speaking from a girl's example, going and looking at a guy and, oh, wow, he's cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. And then you get in as a total narcissist, you know, <laughs> and you're just like, well, uh, I don't think so. Thanks. You know, That's so, not his picture. That's not what he looks like. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard so many horror stories and it would be, I mean, it's not. Uh, personally something I would do like oh, because of all those but I I look at that just because I think wow that just sounds so much better because uh, you know be, other than wearing my Star Wars shirts and weird you know having my BB-8 purse and my uh, Stormtrooper purse and my BB-8 backpack and all the Star Wars you know my Ray costume and not that I wear that every day but you know I I am a geeky girl but you know, you see too many people out there going, you like Star Wars? I'm like, yeah, and your point? You know, because I'm really, I'm really blunt about it. There, I have things I'm passionate about, and people go, oh, you like that? And I'm like, eh, yeah, why? You know, because I'm <laughs> so used to people, like, ripping it apart. Well, that's dumb. Um, okay, so is your race car. Thanks. You know, <laughs> so. This is, these are the guys that you often meet, the race no. car guys? No, no. <laughs> I would purposely avoid those. I know. Well, I, I think I think that with uh, with dragon fruit, there is definitely a um, an element of self selection. The people who sign up for a geeky dating app are people who sign up for a geeky dating app. Let's be real. <laughs> like once you're in that environment, um, I think that people have a lot are a lot more comfortable. Uh, just sort of flying their flag, you know, being themselves. And the number of people whose profile picture is them in costume or meeting their, you know, favorite celebrity at a convention or, um, or just all kinds of stuff. It's really cool to see how people are putting themselves out there and enjoying being able to share their passions with people, even if it isn't anything, you know, directly you know, like, get me a hookup as quickly as is humanly possible. People just want right. uh, to, to, to be able to talk about that stuff with somebody new. Like, to be able to share that is really, really cool. Um, we did uh, a thing, like, I, I, think, I think that one of the things that geeky people love um, the most is to be able to share their passion with somebody who doesn't really know anything about it. I guess there is the occasional, you know, that stereotype of, oh, if you don't know everything about this topic, then you're not worth talking about. But in my experience, that is not the way that, that people are. If somebody says, there's this thing I really love, and they go, I don't know what you're talking about, most people I know would go, oh, we're in for a fun two hours. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> is going to be great, because I get to tell you about how cool this is. And um, and and that and that, I think that the way that we've we've designed things allows people to not only find people who are into the same stuff as they are, but also find people who are specifically into other things so that they can learn and that they can share. And I think that that, just having a conversation about something that you really care about is a really great um, icebreaker, gateway, I don't know, into into something more meaningful, whether it is or it isn't. And if you if 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 it ends up that like the person you're talking to, okay, that was fun. Um, at least you had a good time and you can do something else. Uh, 
And actually, we see a lot of people who have these conversations, who talk to one another and, you know, they end up being friendly and talking to one another over the long term and everything. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a romantic thing. I mean, we have an option like most of the dating apps out there um, where you can say specifically, I am looking for new friends yeah. and people who um, are either a little bit isolated because they're into something and they think that they're alone in liking that thing. Hint, you're not. Um, there's always somebody is surprisingly near you uh, who, who, who's likely to be in the same thing. And so people have been using that to find people, you know, or if you if you move to a new town and what you really want is to get a and d group together and you just don't know anybody yet or, you know, if you've started college or there, there are all kinds of different contexts in which people just want to have somebody to connect to and be a part of a community. And that's that's what we've been trying to build. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And, and uh, that was something I was just going to bring up and say, it's like, you don't necessarily have to go in there looking for someone to date and become a romantic relationship. You can just go in there and try to find some friends because you've moved to a new area, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you absolutely can though. Obviously it is a dating app. And uh, so that's, <laughs> how, that's how most people are going to approach it. Yeah. And that's the the problem we were trying to solve, right? We don't, we, we don't want to go into the space and try to be Facebook because Facebook is Facebook and they are way richer than us. Um, but, but there is definitely a gap in in the market um, for for a geek dating app, and that's what we're trying to fill. It's just a happy uh, you know happy side effect that we're able to do so much for for other people in different ways as well. Yeah. And see, that would be awesome at the uh, conventions because I was at the uh, Dallas Fan Expo, and one of the events was geeky speed dating and i i looked at that i was all okay um where's the tattoos that is a thing. yes i was like where's the tattoos <laughs> no thanks bye <laughs> you know i am i am not that girl i'm like no i'm not gonna talk to a complete stranger and just no no not me mm-hmm. so but it, i could see where that would be an awesome place to use the app in those senses at, at conventions and stuff where people are, you know, like-minded, Hey, this person's here. I can meet up. We could talk, you know, you never, you know, one of Definitely. those. Yeah. We're actually working on a bunch of, uh, a bunch of new stuff, um, to use our, um, our data and our engine to, uh, have some event specific products, uh, that'll help people find one another in in particular events and in particular locations at a particular time, um, especially if they're coming from disparate places and stuff. So if you are going to a convention and you think that, I, I don't know, maybe maybe you have this awesome cosplay from a thing that most people don't even know exists and what you have been dreaming of forever is getting that group shot with the five other characters from this one random show. Oh, see, yeah. Like, you can do that. Like, that. that's the kind of thing that we're working on. It's It's not there yet but we're 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 hoping to launch it soon um and i think that you know speed dating is 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 valuable it it does have its um its uses for for certain people and that's all great that's i mean i have i have no objection to it how what i do have an objection to is the way in which it is run most of the time and it's Mm -hmm. run terribly and the prospect of um meeting people face to face and kind of being forced into a situation with no right. context whatsoever is a problematic prospect for me. So um, we've been dabbling with speed dating and basically exactly the same way with how we were looking at dating apps and thinking, okay, how would we do it better? 
that's where I am right now about speed dating, and I have plenty of ideas. Well, and see, I have no problem talking to random strangers in line at conventions because I'm just talking to a random person in line who are happen to be waiting for the same thing, and then I'm never talking to them again. So they could be weird, and I could stop talking to them, and no big deal. Or <laughs> we could all just keep talking, and again, I'll never see them again. So just like the people when at the Dallas convention, I was waiting to... Um, Oh, Spike from Buffy, uh, names. James Boston. Yes, exactly. Um, When I was waiting for him, I was talking to like five other people because I was also trying to hand stuff out at the same time and, you know, getting rejected, being like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but um, that was fun because we're all there for the same thing. But, you know, and then I was talking to people in another line that was a Star Wars thing. And, you know, it's it's one of those. It's like, that's non-threatening. I could not imagine being thrown in front of someone and me. You're going to talk to this person for five minutes. I'd be like, uh, you know, I have nothing me. to say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can get really awkward. It can yeah. get really awkward. And I think that one of the most important things um, in dating in general um and yeah, I'm going to step up onto the soapbox and just one for, for just one second is control over your own um, actions and your ability to remove yourself from a situation. Uh-huh. Uh, so that kind of uh, rigidity is problematic. Right. Michael, I want to <laughs> I want to get you in on the conversation because I know you're going to have to leave in about 10 minutes or so. Oh no worries. I'm just listening. <laughs> uh-huh. If I if I had things to say, well, I, everyone's saying everything that I'm everything that's been said. I'm agreeing with. <laughs> so I have nothing to leave <laughs> peaks. Oh okay. Um, it's it's how to describe it. God. <laughs> I think that's the point of Twin Peaks. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not quite back to its old self yet, and I'm not sure. I don't want to go into spoilers, but you know, if you watch the first, the original series, you know, Agent Cooper was in some trouble, and he's slowly getting out of that. I think, but I think they're kind of trying to mirror the journey back to where he was in this uh, with the actual show direction itself because there's been very little music so far and i don't usually notice music so yeah so if i find someone finally pointed it out it was kind of like oh yeah that's right that's not here oh but it's 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 definitely directed by david lynch and mark frost is in there somewhere and i if i'm more he's the only of course the the co-creator and i'm more i found i'm more interested in mark frost's stuff than lynch's and so i keep sort of rooting for frost to kind of pull lynch a little bit back from the precipice <laughs> i suppose <laughs> and, and, and give us more a little bit more story to latch on to but i don't know i think i heard he's trading in this in like an 18 hour movie so really we're only in the first 10 percent yeah and, it's in the build like, up, still right? being set up yeah and it's so i don't know i mean it, it's it's great to actually have twin peaks that i haven't seen before and so and where i just don't know what's happening um or don't know, you know, at least don't know what's going to happen on the screen. Sometimes you don't know what's happening anyway. <laughs> but it's it's also, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a surreal experience. Ari, have you have you seen the 
recent Twin Peaks? Have you watched any of it, in fact? No, I, it's it's been on my list for a while, but I'm afraid I can't really contribute much to this. <laughs> um, I know the term Lynchian. <laughs> I will say I agree. It's you're, I'm waiting for it to get back to stuff. I'm like, what is this other crap? Let's leave this other crap alone. I mean, come on, get on with it. That's how I kind of feel, honestly, and it's bizarre. And I think I posted that thing weird shit y'all or something <laughs> you know uh, it it i i agree with uh with mike there i'm 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 just finding myself going i just watched that and i feel like i'm waiting for it i want to hit fast forward and get to the part where I, that i want to get to that i know is coming but it's not there yet it's it's not bad it's not horrible i'm enjoying it i there's just stuff that's in there right now that i uh i don't really care about yeah, Lynch is current. I mean, he, I haven't seen a lot of Lynch stuff. Um, honestly, I've seen Dune. I've seen the original or the Twin Peaks movie. I've seen parts of the other films. I they all kind of run together in my mind. But I know that one thing he's doing a lot, especially in in, the, in this series, is just, he's he's letting things go a little too long. There's like long pauses between dialogue and long. Mm-hmm. sustained shots on nothing really happening in and in some ways it's artistic and neat and in some ways it's just like okay come on you know move on well he get, would find it, get the editor in here and cut it up he was also brazil and uh blue velvet right he did i don't know i think wasn't terry gilliam well, he brazil? did he did blue velvet and eraser head i liked his elephant man mm-hmm. i can't i i'm a david lynch fan so i'm kind of uh forgiving when it comes to his work i would love to work with him someday for sure <laughs> i do under no it's true yeah, right? oh yeah yeah I, I, I do understand though the hesitation that i'm detecting from others because it seems like um you know is, is he chasing something that once was with the original or is he trying to i don't know, kind of layer in a little bit of his his mystery his mystique approach to to filmmaking, and I'm leaning more towards his, you know, his Lynchian style of filmmaking, which, yeah, which yeah, I, I think, love. So I'm not, that's where I'm, I'm really biased. So yeah, he's definitely going. He's not. He's not trying to hold on to the old series, I think. And so he's he's, def, he's certainly going the creative and experimental way, um, which is you know definitely if, if it was just completely like re. re Redoing yeah. the whole series that wouldn't be worth it either. Yeah, uh, but see, I, I didn't. I didn't detect that either. But I didn't know no. if I'm looking at him through Lynch-colored glasses too. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I think you're. I think you're right there. Um, you need do- pretty- you need Doc's glasses. One <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tricky though, right? Because if you try to get too um, avant-garde, and that's just lack of a better word, mm-hmm. with the cinema, I mean, it's you know you can lose a modern day audience if they're not able to follow the story because it's definitely not in a more not as linear maybe as spelled out as some of the shows are which i think that's why i kind of like it because i actually i feel for me anyways and i'm a simple thinker is i i i have to think about his work when i see it and think about the intentions behind it which is actually kind of fun for me but some people i have some friends that just don't have patience for that they just kind of want it to be you know they just want to be a passive viewer I, i guess i like to be more of an active viewer yeah. That's that's think, just one guy's opinion. I think if it, I, I, I'm reserving judgment until we've got the whole series because if it actually, yeah, if, if things come together and to where you can understand kind of what's, I mean, you could 
I, I came up with my idea of what's going on in the original series through I, lots. I showed it to lots of people, so I rewatched it a lot, and I developed my own personal canon, I guess you could say. But mm-hmm. there was enough there for me to for, put a story together. Although there was a lot of, I mean, in the original series, there was a lot of actual story arcs and plotting and everything. But, um, but and if there's enough in the full revival series to where everything sort of comes together and, and generally fits, then I'll be happy. If it's mm-hmm. just sort of, hey, I'm going to be worthless. Here's a red room, and now here's the yeah. glass box, and here's for some reason John, oh, what's God, what's that guy's name? Michael Cera? Michael, whoever played Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, if it's just sort of a bunch of a series of images and, and Lynch saying, here, here's some visual stuff, you can make your own plot in a, I guess, what do they call it, like postmodern sort of right, way. That, right, right, right. That would irritate me, I guess. Yeah. No, and I, 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 I understand the vibe what you're saying with that because uh, for me, I am making the assumption that, that things will kind of tie back around, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it won't be like – you know your red room example. A person walks yeah. into a red room and then it's never spoken of again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hopefully, it's not that obscure. Yeah, I think the fact that, that Mark Frost is in there along with along the way that has me gives me some faith that it's going to work out in that sort of way because he has more of a storyteller focus right. than which does. I think that's the thing that I think a lot. I mean, the original series was so much of a. Granted, there were times in the second season, especially where it really kind of went. It really needed more of Lynch's and Frost's attention, but the original series was so much of a collaboration mm-hmm. that it, I almost you know how well I don't I definitely do not want to completely directly parallel Lynch and George Lucas, but sort of as a rough example or an inept analogy, you know how of course the original Star Wars was really so much a group effort, and then we had the prequels, which were less so and <laughs> I felt they suffered for that I'm definitely not comparing the new Twin Peaks to A Phantom Menace in any way whatsoever um, but that's the best analogy I can think of <laughs> the characters have all aged well minus Andy <laughs> <laughs> that's makeup <laughs> and the one I, know. I know haven't they though I mean you kind of look at it and you go wow it's I, I, it's kind of creepy. I mean, I mean, in there, a good way, you know. Sitting there watching, I went, "Oh, look! Yeah, oh, yeah, look. yeah." Like I literally was sitting there, like, "Oh, look! It's it's what's her name?" Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did that a lot. Oh, it's him! Oh, look, Jerry! You know, I did that a lot. Jerry but... did not age well. <laughs> no, no, I, that's I forgot about Jerry. Yeah, no, he didn't age well either. I, I, Andy is, yeah. But I, I, I like seeing the old people going, Oh look, oh look mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was that person. I and oh, so I, was I. Hmm? As, so, so was I. <laughs> All right. So well let's get into something that Ari does geek out about. <laughs> what, what what have you been into lately? Uh ooh, I don't know. Um Or Ross. your whole life. <laughs> I know, right? It's it is a little overwhelming doing what I do. Um, I don't know. The last couple of days, I've been I've been trying to get through the last season of House of Cards. Uh, before that, what was I doing? Jeez, I've honestly lost track. I'm sorry. I'm no help to you at all. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, I'll tell you what. I, actually, you know what? You know what? That has completely. The thing is, I, I finished it. Um, 
like a week ago and somehow it has dropped out of my life completely. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild completely took over my life. Oh, yes. Wild. And I'm probably very late to the game here because, nah, I get it. Um, because, because it's been out for a while, uh, but I take things very slowly when I play. And um, so I was doing things slowly and methodically and trying to get everything, which is a complete fool's errand. Um, but it was just stunning and so much fun and I enjoyed it a lot and I'm probably just rehashing something you've spoken about before. We haven't yet. But um, real quick, let's just say goodbye to Mike. He's got to run. Thanks for joining for a few minutes, Mike. Oh, thank you. Everybody out there, read Zeus is dead. Yes. (laughs) Yay. Read it or I'll hunt you down and hit you with a book. Thanks, bye. (laughs) She's done it. (laughs) She's done it. I I will. I will, honestly. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, Mike. Thanks. Bye, Mike. Now let's hope he leaves without killing the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we had trouble connecting earlier. No, I heard that was a beautiful game and it was well done. I heard it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it going was... back to Zelda. So it was it was stunning. I mean, I am I have very high standards these days, and it's mostly because I spend all of my days in geek media that I take a lot of care in assessing things for, for all of the quality from all of the reasons. Like I watch movies and I assess the crap out of them and I sit there and I figure out, you know, where the plot issues were and whether the cinematography was done properly and all of that. And my, my standards are incredibly high and I could find nothing wrong with this thing. Um, I thought, I mean, it was gorgeous for one thing. Like they did they did they did the visuals so right in so many ways and like i would get friends over who had not seen the game before and you know obviously i want to show off my new toy because i needed to buy a switch in order to play it and <laughs> right. um and i would be like forget the game forget the game just let me show you how pretty it is and uh, my girlfriend who is not a big uh gamer she in general doesn't enjoy video games at all was sitting there transfixed and like i'm standing at the top of the mountain and the sun is setting and you can see the ocean glistening in the distance she's like holy this is gorgeous Uh, they they just the visuals are wonderful and the gameplay is also really really rewarding um it's a departure from the uh from the old style of zelda games a little bit but then again the franchise has always been about innovating so um so and i think they just did a an absolutely marvelous job of it and i really enjoyed the sense of progression that you know you go through and you're you're collecting everything all, all around the world the most of most of the game involves you know hunting down materials and things that you can use to you know upgrade your armor or cook various meals or give things to people and uh, you know complete various quests by by finding things around the world and as you go around and you do this you become stronger and stronger and right at the beginning they did this 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 wonderful thing because obviously it's an open world and most people when right at the beginning the mysterious old man says don't go to the castle you will die (laughs) immediately run to the castle and um i will admit i tried it and i died but even before that happens you're introduced to the guardians which are these weird for anybody who 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 isn't familiar these these weird giant spider-like machines with extremely deadly lasers on their heads um and they will hunt you down and murder you. And there's one 
right at the beginning to scare the living crap out of you. <laughs> and it was so cool that I spent most of the game terrified and they changed the music. The music is very interesting in the game um, because it's, it's used in uh, very deliberate ways. Most of the game is very quiet and there's not a lot of music happening. But when there is music, you know that there's something going on. Wow. And the music that they have for the Guardians is just terrifying and so whenever you hear it like i would just i i would either pause the game and and go cry in in a closet somewhere or i would you know just run like hell that is your cue to get out of there <laughs> and by the end of the game it was like it was so much fun to realize that you had progressed enough that you're running around and just being like i am a guardian killing machine yeah it's and and it wasn't done in an artificial way it wasn't because you just kind of leveled up because there is no leveling up sure you have a little bit more health and sure your armor is a little bit better and sure you have a weapon that's a little bit more appropriate for it but it's about the skills that you've picked up and your ability to use the world around you and there's so many little details in this game um that that help you that, that once you figure them out make it so much easier so it's a lot more about learning about the nature the ecosystem within the game that will guarantee you success versus the work that you do to quote unquote level up which isn't a thing that actually happens um which is really cool yeah i, I like that idea that's great yeah so well, did you I like it better than the the zelda that was previous twilight princess yeah no, uh, um, between Twilight Princess, there was uh, there was also Skyward Sword. Which that's right, Skyward. Yeah, most people I think liked Skyward Sword the best. It was like the 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 game that bridged the generations. Um, I think I think most people really liked that game. And actually, I'm a huge Twilight Princess fan. And right before I played Breath of the Wild in anticipation, I played uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, yes. and Skyward Sword in fairly quick succession. Oh, Wind Waker was good too. Yeah. Wind Waker was good, and I think that um, it has taken a long time for people to come around to that because when it came out, I remember it was widely reviled. Oh, um, but the graphics—it was—it was so different. They were so interesting. That's like what it. people didn't like. Oh, I loved. It. And I hear—I hear Breath of the Wild is phenomenal. Like it blows. It is everything. honestly. I think that one of the reasons that people didn't like Wind Waker was because the graphics weren't what Nintendo had promised when they were launching the GameCube. Um, cause they showed us in previews, like at the, at, at E3, et cetera, they showed us Link as a fully rendered, uh, you know, good looking to compete with Xbox and to compete with uh, PlayStation 3, I think came out at that time. And suddenly we get this cartoony thing and it doesn't matter what the quality of the game was, which was very, very high. People were disappointed that it went to cell shading rather than what they promised and actually what they were hinting at in those presentations was super smash brothers but nobody really cared <laughs> i think that what they did with breath of the wild was completely um exceed everybody's expectations with the with the technology and with the use of the graphics engine that you can get out of the switch um so i think that's why everybody is so completely satisfied with that in a way that they weren't with wind waker because we finally get the visuals that a large sweeping world 
and 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 a, and a franchise with so much history and so much expectation, we finally get the version that we deserve. And I think I mean I they did a great job with it. I'm. Did just... you play? Did you play the one? It wasn't there a new one on that one of the handhelds. Um... There was a Zelda for that. I thought. There, that people... I, I mean, there, there's like four swords. There was like there was a yes. bunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a bunch. Uh, lately, there was um, Link. What was it called? Link Between Worlds. I yeah, think that, yes. that was right. two ago. And then there was the other one, which was, oh, uh, what was it called? Um, I know I have it also, but I can't remember what it is either. It was it was weird because you kind of go in and there was very specific. It was like levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was all about fashion, and it was weird, and I'm pretty sure that it's non-canonical. Can I say that I was an Animal Crossing girl? <laughs> See, that's why she liked it, yeah. I, I, li- I, li- I, li- I liked uh, Animal Crossing. Jason, uh, a Zelda fan? Yes, I love Zelda. If you're talking to J-Con here, yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah, the other Jason's not on yet. Yes. Or, Is he still- oh, that's right. He banished, yeah. <laughs> he, he was been banished from... I, I like the original. I liked the original Zelda as a kid. I played that, and my my brother and I played it. And it was before they made the guides, and mm. we were trying to figure out what you know what rooms and the castles and everything you'd been in. And so my mom started drawing us a map. She yes. would sit there with paper <laughs> yes. and draw us a map so that we know you had okay, to earn we- it. Yes, yeah, where we've been, we're like, we know we've been in that room. Don't go that way. Go the other way, you know. And I, I, I playing it today, I'm like, I don't even remember. I remember playing the game, but I don't even remember which way to go anymore. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I have my, uh, my NES, my original NES, sitting yeah. right here, connected to my big TV, yeah. and um, I put in Zelda, and this was, this was a few months ago when I brought it over from home. Um, it's uh, muscle memory. I don't know what to tell you. It was just like being back there. I was transported 20 years and I could, awesome? I remembered every last corner of that game. <laughs> it was so, great. Uh, and my original save files were still there. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So like I, I got the, I was just there and I had my silver sword and I could do whatever I wanted. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I know with the, for me, it was the super Nintendo version. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. L- yeah. Link to the Past, uh, yeah. I still consider that to be the greatest game of all time. Yeah. Uh, I, isn't I, it great? The music, the it was just the whole thing, you know, is just... Zelda and has some I, pretty awesome music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does, doesn't it? They do a really, really nice job. Yeah, let's talk about favorites. I think if you go through the whole Zelda franchise, like mine is the Super NES, Link to the, pa- Link to the Past, right? That was yeah. it? Yeah. 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 And then I liked the original NES Legend of Zelda. Those are my two top ones. Yep. And then um but see I really liked that Twilight Princess one for the it was I think I had the GameCube version. It was it was right before I think they I went to the, the Wii, GameCube right? Version. Yeah. That was the, the one that That was the one that bridged from GameCube to Wii, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they that was the first time that they uh, released a game for two different systems. So yeah. they had a slightly scaled down version for the GameCube, but it was meant to be a flagship launch title for the Wii. Yeah. See, for me, when when they got to the three D, you know, three sixty view angle stuff, it just I don't know. I like the old classic scroll game, you know, basic scroll game foundation. And as soon yeah, as it kind when, of got to that three dimensional, I can control the three. Really, you didn't. Just, you didn't find Ocarina to. Yeah, I was no. going to bring that up. The spot. No, I was going to bring that up too. That's that's a favorite for a lot Ocarina of people. Ocarina of Time was a good one. 
No, no, not for me. I don't know. That's interesting. See, mm. I, I had a slightly harder time transitioning between 2D to 3 uh, with the Metroid franchise, and I don't know if you guys oh, are fans. Oh, yes, me too. But yes. when they went from Super Metroid in on, on, on the Super Nintendo, which, again, phenomenal game, just amazing, the best dungeon crawler, I think, that, they, that, that has been created, um versus and then they they skipped an entire generation there wasn't anything for the for the uh n64 and then in the gamecube they had metroid prime which i and then like that was a whole series there were three games in the series the last one was in um was was for the wii and i thought that that was a much more difficult transition to make because you're going for to a first person view and yeah. it's about like shooting a gun and getting the aim right and that was barely a factor in in the original metroid games you know we started all the way in the in in the game boy um <laughs> and it took them a while to really find their groove i thought the third one uh which i think was called corruption i don't remember exactly i think it was called corruption that one was for the wii where i felt that they really hit their stride and that was a great game but the previous two were kind of iffy because they didn't quite know where they wanted to be but i mean Ocarina of Time did not have that problem. That's just my opinion, obviously. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, and and I know a lot of people out there pick Ocarina as one of their favorites. You know, they're wrong. They're <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> I I liked watching the Mario uh, the Mario things change. They got weirder mm -hmm. as it went. Obviously, some of them weren't my favorite, but I liked watching them get bigger and bigger but then everything became about mario kart and smash brothers and i'm just like build another mario world you know what i mean i don't want this yeah. you know but yeah mario sunshine was i thought phenomenal i loved that game and nobody yeah. likes that game oh you and i like the same ones yeah that nobody else likes <laughs> i really loved that game i thought that the mechanic was clever it was cute they oh. they they had it was great it was a wonderful little world that they made yeah well and i know none of you liked animal crossing come on well i i, I, I had it. to test it at nintendo when i worked there for a summer so i i, 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 I got used to it but <laughs> i, I, I played i played it on the on the gamecube and i thought it was cool and i like to make my little house and talk to little people and sometimes i liked pissing people off so they didn't move you know and then when they made it so that you can go to your friend's house over uh uh wi-fi not Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Over yeah, the internet. Yeah, you can connect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you can connect over the internet and go to your friend's town and collect fruits and stuff, then it became an <laughs> obsession. All of us were like sitting there going, "Okay, I have peaches. I have oranges." You know, I mean, it, it's brainless. It, I, you, I got it, hooked it, on finding all the butterflies. <laughs> yes, I mean, there are so many different things you could do. You could collect the bugs. You could find the butterflies. You could build and pay off your house and get a giant house and get the matching wallpaper with the furniture. I mean, there's so many different <laughs> ways that someone could play that game. Mm. I mean, and if you played it on the specific holidays, there was like a snowman, a turkey, a, you know, I mean, but they had, now it was, I, I don't know if it was the Wii, it was the Wii that had the um, Sims agents. And I, as a long time ago, I was a Sims player until I got so bored, I started making the characters do weird things. Um, Everybody does. Yeah, exa exactly. Um, so they came out with this thing called Sims Agents. And I think I literally sat there and played it for a week. 
And no, you're not eating, you're not sleeping. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I played it for a couple hours at a time, solving all the things and going back and forth. And I mean, that there has not been another game like that since. And I, I've tried playing, uh, I have Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and I can only do certain things on there. I tried playing, a friend loaned me, uh, 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 what is it? The one with the bomb shelter in the... Fallout. Fallout? But yes, I was going to say Fallout, but something else was coming to my head. I tried playing that, and um, I think... I got irritated with it. I don't know if I've lost my patience or what, but I said, oh, forget that. And then, you know, there's just so many games, but there has not yet been one that, I think in Fallout I got stressed because, oh my gosh, these rats are attacking me. I just want to walk around the world and explore. And then (laughs) I had some zombie game where you're the people and you've survived and you're trying to kill the zombie. And that one made me actually motion sickness. You know, Mm. and I'm sitting there going, okay, I've loved Zelda. I've loved Mario. Where are these, I mean, okay, maybe I'm a simpleton game player like these first-person shooter games. Like I tried playing um, uh, Knights of the Republic, Star Wars Knights of the Republic on Steam and... The guy was talking too fast. I'm like, what did he say? Or if I'm too tired, I can't read the thing. And I'm like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know what to do now. Is there a rewind button? You know, (laughs) you know. Um, Have you tried uh, Little Big Planet? No. Oh, I love that game. I I, so wanted to play that game when it came out, but I didn't have a system for it. Is it just a PlayStation thing? I think so. Uh, Maybe it was released for PC later. I did want that. the classic little mini any uh what is it the nes yeah the small one they made yeah i want so bad but i I have the super version yes yes they are yeah Yeah. i'm very annoyed with nintendo about this (laughs) like how many how many versions of the game of the same game am i going to be no no no, that's not it i am completely fine with that i just think that this this is a company that doesn't want to be a company they don't understand business they create a product that literally everybody is desperate for. And don't make and they enough. Don't, and they don't make any. Oh, and I then see. they're just like, oh, no, no, it was only a limited edition. Oh, we don't I want see. to sell it to you. You've yeah. got millions of people who are yeah. desperate to shell out any quantity of money for it. And they're just, no, no, that's all right. We're just going to we're gonna, we're gonna keep slightly tweaking the 3DS to make you more and more motion sickness. Like, exactly. Uh, 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 they, they I see, yeah, kind of the mass-produced limited editions. Uh, it well, it, it drives me up the wall. Like, these people, they make such beautiful art, and yeah. they can't find a way to be economically viable, and it's absurd. Well, and I, I'm sitting there going, okay... Why? And I asked a guy at GameStop, do you know when more of the um, classic NES things are going to come in? And he goes, seriously, Nintendo right now is focusing on the Switch because the Switch had just come out. I'm all, well, I'm aware. And he goes, yeah, I don't think they're going to ma- put make any more out. I said, so a thing that was only like, what, 70, 80 bucks is now $200, $300 on Amazon or eBay because people bought a few of them and are selling them. And I'm like, I said, uh, my chance of getting one are like zilch now. And they're like, well, if you have a Wii U, you can uh, download the classic games. And I was like, but that's not the same. (laughs) And the guy just looked at me like, I know. And I'm like, he goes, but you could do that. I was like. 
but it's not the same, you know? And I said, you're talking to a nerd here. I want that <laughs> one and that one and that one, you know? You'll have to pre-order the Super NES one when it comes out. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just sitting there going, Dadgum you, and they sell all the accessories for that uh, mini, uh, I, my brain is not working, for that mini um, NES and it's like but you're not selling those anymore unless you want to pay 300 bucks you know yeah they're like their their whole thing is marketing the switch and I was like okay hello switch you have uh the games for the switch out are the uh one two switch the Mario Kart I mean there's never enough Mario Kart apparently um Zelda Breath of the Wild and uh, there's like two, like a dance party one and something else. Cause I was looking the other day and I was like, you got like five or six games. Come well, on. The, the, the catalog is, is unimpressive. The, there are a couple of others. Uh, I think Bomberman is out and, yes, Bomberman. um, no, it's, it's unimpressive. I have Zelda and I finished Zelda. I enjoyed every oh, second Tetris. of it. Tetris. Is Tetris. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I've never played a game like Tetris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, great, what's next? I'm so pumped I've, for this console. What's next? And I got nothing. I so, have always wanted another Kid Icarus. When I was a kid, my top three, I loved, I loved, well, I guess I had four. I loved Super Mario Brothers. I loved The Legend of Zelda. I loved uh-huh. Metroid. Yeah. And my number four was Kid Icarus. I can't remember And I that can't one. believe they've never done another Kid Icarus. Was I the only one that liked that game? <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. I, I remember, because my brother was younger, we played some bubble bopple thing with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, no, the Tetris, I, I have, um, I know somebody who has it, and it, the, it's okay. And then there's a one-two switch. Was, it's, it kind of, what they did with that is, you know, the Wii Sports on the Wii. Um, they kind of made a different thing, and it's like quick draw, um, table tennis, um, some dance thing, milk a milk a cow. Um, <laughs> it's it's sh- super shake the, weird. Shake the soda. But with um, with with one two switch, just like with Wii Sports, you you said it right. The idea for the game is to showcase the technology. We sports they lucked out because they created something that was actually incredibly fun to play, right. um, and it's probably still you know in my top five uh, Wii games right. because it was just so much fun and and I don't think that they anticipated that because the whole point of it was just to showcase the technology of the Wii mode and one two switch I I have I have it I haven't spent a lot of time with it. Um, I was a little disappointed that I needed to pay a full full price for what is essentially just a showcase. Uh, but some of the things that it can do is truly remarkable. Uh-huh. There's there's that the the how many balls in the box yes. game, which blows one. my mind. If you haven't tried it, it's astonishing. You're supposed to hold the 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 little Joy-Con, and it's only the one of them, and you. Pretend that it is a wooden box and you move it around and by the way that it vibrates, try to feel, try to guess how many little balls are in this imaginary wooden box. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but when you feel it moving in your hand, it is so realistic. And they, I mean, 
and it's just about the 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 technology that they have packed into this thing and all the like micro vibrators that can be yeah. the sensitivity of it. It's astonishing. Like I, I felt that for the first time. I was like, how have they done this? <laughs> wow. Did you did you do the um soda pop one? Yeah, I didn't get that. Maybe I haven't done it. You ha- it's 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 on there and you shake it and it feels like the bubbles are rolling through the Joy-Con and you're supposed to pass it around to each person. It's kind of like hot potato yeah. and you pass it around to each person and eventually the soda explodes and whosever hand it's in is out. So does it actually feel different as uh-huh. it gets uh, more if pressure? You, if you barely shake it, it gently vibrates. But if you shake it really hard, you feel like there is a bunch of bubbles shaking in your hand. It's really cool. See, that's yeah. really cool. And I don't think most people are going to get that. No, and the the quick draws. Fun. There's some ones on there that you're just like, wow, that it, you you just sit there and laugh because it's so stupid. Mm. But um, I like the safe crack one. Yes, yeah. I I, <laughs> I I I played with some friends and we were just sitting there. There was a milk the cow and whoever squeezed the teat and milked it the most <laughs> amount of milk. So comes out. weird. And I'm just like, what? You know. <laughs> and. And then they have the the quick draw where you either quick draw and the you know first person who shoots wins, or there's the fake draw and they'll say, they'll go okay ready, set, and they'll go farm, fair, and then any f word like <laughs> forest, and then you're sitting there trying to listen for the word fire and they'll go five, you know, <laughs> which is honestly no way to settle a dispute. Oh, oh, but if one of you shoots first and it's the wrong word, then you've lost. Just like the old West. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> As you fall to the ground and the life slips away, you say, but he didn't say fire. I win. <laughs> right. Right. So. Uh, Jason, do you have any modern systems? <laughs> do I? I am on the 360 still. I haven't upgraded to the one. I'm waiting for the next. Just because all the games I play have been 360. So I have the Atari 2600 that I play frequently. I still have the mine. original. And then the uh, (laughs) yeah classic NES, and then the Super Nintendo, Mm -hmm. and uh, then I have I got just got rid of my PlayStation One, but I do have first gen Xbox, and then the 360, and then I do a lot of um, Mame emulators, old classic arcade games like uh, Tron stuff like that uh, on the PC, and I know for me, and I I can tell you I can be really really tricky. Or really, really challenging, rather, to change. When, like, when I talked about, you know, Zelda: Link to the Past, just anything past that, you know, really wasn't too interesting for me. I think what it is for me and my stubbornness. I think it relates to I. I have embellished or endowed the game with more than just the simple gameplay. Because when I play those games, it reminds me of a time and a place in my life. And I think it's that fondness for yesteryear that playing those games reminds me of that past time in a, a great place that I think it's it's that emotional tie to it that I think possibly clouds my vision for liking anything beyond that. And and um, you could look at that as a deficit maybe, but I think that's why uh, for me the true Zelda is a link to the past and I just can't, I don't know, the other ones just don't hold that spark. And I think I think it's my appetite for that yesteryear. I, I, I can I can get that. I understand that because I come from both worlds. I when I play those older games, I still remember the music. Like every yeah. time I put in, I mean, even music I had on the radio. Like every time I put in uh, Metroid from the NES, 
I remember Salt and Pepper's song. Salt and Pepper's <laughs> here, and we're in effect. In effect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some reason, the music just yeah. comes right back. Yeah, it's true, ah, right? push it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I for one, I for one really enjoyed um, and continue to enjoy the virtual console on the Wii U. Sure, the controls are different, but I get to play all my old games again. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's really fun. But Jason, let me ask you, how do you feel about new cabinet games? Because they're still making them. And the technology is updated, but you're still, you know, you're, you're mashing a button and you've got a joystick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have, have you had a lot of experience with cabinet games that were built, you know, in the 2000s? Uh, you know, um, yes and no. And I only say that is, is there's not too many places where I can go to an arcade for those good old classic stand-up games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have to, like, seek out those places. I mean, they seem to be pretty specialized. I don't know what where you're from but here in the seattle area we have to go to GameWorks or someplace that will that 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 has those and then the quote-unquote arcades are just not just not around well, uh, like they used to jason right before uh, i left seattle like in what was it in march there there was a couple i moved from seattle to florida ari in march mm-hmm. and uh there was a couple new ones opening up um that jason rigdon was going to and trying to get other people to go to so maybe sometime you might want to throw him a message on the email and see if uh, he can give you some other options for finding new places actually that would be interesting because i really haven't sought them out because they used to be everywhere right i mean everywhere from the corner gas station to in standing up at the machine that's well made and you know can take the quick paddle and the, the joystick that was very responsive sort of like the classic atari 2600 controller (laughs) um right and uh but you know when i see some of the prices for the games though it's just like wow you know gameplay in in my learning curve because i'm not necessarily the best gamer it takes me a while to learn it so you know i'll spend 15 bucks just to kind of get okay this is what i'm supposed to do and then i go well heck that's you know like halfway to buying a a full console game and it's and the graphics are pretty pretty dang good i mean i think the ride experience in some of the newer games two of the simulator games are are fantastic right i mean they have to have some kind of hook because everyone has a beautiful tv at home surround sound at home and if you have the like the elite controller i mean you have great precision equipment to play some of these games on but uh and so some of the draw of those 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 the technology that's in those those cabinet games has to be pretty high and it in the fidelity i mean it's really great but it's just oh god you know going to the place finding a parking spot so the we on the east coast in general there are a couple of gaming conventions uh that happen every year that i really enjoy going to because they have free play of a big collection of cabinet games you don't need to pay anything in that really i mean you need to pay to get in obviously but it's part of the experience and it's really cool to be able to not only play the good old stuff that we're used to but also see some of the things that have been created in the last few years and increasingly i've noticed in the last few years um there's always like an indie showcase of you know indie developers showing off the games that they've been working on um and increasingly, those games have been cabinets, which is very cool. It's like there's this weird hipster revival of uh, of the cabinet as a concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some of those games have been phenomenal. Now, I probably wouldn't sit there and 
you know, pay 50 cents a pop and get to play 30 seconds of a game and immediately die. Um, and, and, and get a lot of enjoyment out of that. But if it's free play, like it is in, um, in those, in those conventions and I can right. really appreciate the work that somebody has been doing with what is fairly old technology and an old concept and using that in new ways, um, that is to me very, very enjoyable. And it has just the right blend of, you know, new awe and nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, have you guys been to to one of those types of uh, conventions? Or I haven't, I haven't, and that that does sound very appealing. And getting back to your point about the indie games, what I really enjoy about a lot of the indie games that I see is because they can't necessarily afford uh, maybe the development cycles to create these, you know, uh, I don't know, these VR, 3D, late latest bleeding edge technology games what they can afford to do is do story and i find that their story because they have to rely on story <laughs> so then the, the special effects if you will in the game that makes it far more compelling to play you're not talking I, about undertale by any chance are you <laughs> see i How can't much, i can't play games with so much story in them. <laughs> well it can't be too much where you get lost right where the controls are too complex you know, where it's like you have to remember A, A, B, C, D, down stick. You know, I mean, it can't No, for me, like, if you have to read too much. Like, there yeah. was one of the Zeldas where it was just so much reading. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that and I'm a reader. Twilight Princess. I, ha I have a friend who's very impatient, and I tried to introduce him to Twilight Princess. And he was like, I've played this for two hours, and nothing has happened yet. So I'm out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There was one Mario that was like, it was Paper Mario. I was like, oh. Yeah, Paper Mario was a slog. But spe spe <laughs> speaking of um, the games, not to, I, when you guys were talking about the, I guess they have them at conventions. There's one of the Star Wars games that I played. It was at Dave and Buster's. And it's a, I guess they call it a pod. So you open the door, you get in it, and you're kind of enclosed. And the screen is like this, it's like goes in a big circle. So it's not like you're just standing at a machine or you're sitting in one of those race car things. It's you're sitting in like a pilot seat and you've got the throttle and the gun. It's like you're sitting in whatever X-Wing or whatever. You choose Endor, Hoth, wherever you're going to go. And I thought the graphics were amazing. I mean, I almost made myself sick a couple times trying to fly through Endor. But um, it's more I, like I a simulator. It is, and it's, someone said that they have, I, I showed someone that, and they said, no, they have those, they test them out at, um, like, Star Wars Celebration, or the cons, um, and stuff like that, and then they end up in places like Dave & Buster's, the high-end uh, video yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that sounds expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was uh, well, you, with, at Dave & Buster's, you're swiping the, the the card that you put money on but uh those kind i don't know i just find it phenomenal yes we have our gaming systems like the playstation 4 the xbox one and the 360 that have the they see your body and you can your body is the joystick you know um but then you have the games that are at these places that you're just like that is not just a regular that is just as good as graphics as this over here, but I'm paying 50 cents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring up two things before we start wrapping it up because that's been on my mind for a little while. One thing about the arcade stuff, like going out to an arcade, 
I got to say, one of the funnest times that I ever had was when I lived in New York. We used to go, I went from New York to Seattle to Florida throughout my life. And uh, when I was in New York, I had a group of friends, five or six of us, and we would just, you know, grab our girlfriends, take a few people down, and we would get in those eight car, they're all connected and they were like a racing game. Yeah, yeah. You know? And all eight cars were like on the same track. So they had the whole wall Mm -hmm. full of all these cars that you would sit in, but you had the big screen in front of you. And man, there was one girl who was like a hockey player, one of my friend's girlfriends, and she would stand up and she'd like, how dare you pass me? You're going (laughs) down! And she'd be screaming (laughs) in the place. And my friend Matt would get up on the other end and be like, oh, you're bringing it, sister. I'm taking you out. Then you'd see them slamming into each other in front. Then I'd just ride around the outside, pass them. They're like, damn it, you crashed into me. And then he passed me. So it was like, they would just create an uproar in the whole place. <laughs> and I think that was the funnest part about it. The element of just being in the same room, playing a big yeah. networked game yeah. that you're all that's in. True. <laughs> that's true, right? The communal experience. And I think that's the advantage that, I mean, I know that there's things like Xbox Live today and there's a way to network, but being in the same physical proximity and playing a network game, I do think is a competitive advantage that these places uh, they they do have so you can shout from one to another and it's, it's actually yeah. able to to see them you know I mean that's fun that's a fun I mean I've set up land games WAN games here at the house and stuff like that and it's fun having everyone in the same in the same room yeah and it's a different vibe than being through like uh, Xbox Live as awesome as that service is it's just something about you know. Getting that piece of popcorn thrown at the back here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, now that they've got the microphones and the headsets and all that on the new stuff, you know. Well, can I ask a silly question? Did any of you guys ever play Age of Empires? Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Three of them. They, <laughs> yeah, right there, there was I, you know, there was a, a group of us that would get together and we'd sit in the same room, like four of us in the same room, all on different computers, yeah, and. And we'd be playing in each of our army going into here, do do do, you know, someone attacking someone. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I was like, yes. Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. Giant towers over to the one house, and you <laughs> yes. sit there for probably an hour hooking it all up, and then finally start playing. <laughs> right, they're all yeah. where is so and so? They they haven't attacked anybody, and no one's attacked them. Oh, look at the tower they just built. Crap, you know. Mm. Oh, they have an entire secret army waiting for us. I, I think that a lot of the um, the the newest uh, generation of consoles has really lost a lot of that because so many of the games are designed to not be playable by more than one. Like I, I would go, I, I come from like my my whole childhood was playing multiplayer GoldenEye, and suddenly you know I would go over to a friend's house and they'd be like, ah, oh, you you like GoldenEye? That's a first person shooter. Great, let's play Call of Duty. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Where's my controller? And they're like, that's not how it works. Yeah, you need to connect to the internet and play with somebody in Korea. I'm like, but I want to play with you. You're here right now. And they're like, that you can't do that. There's no such thing as in the same room you know multiplayer gaming and i think that's such a shame yeah i not... really really think that the a lot of the video game companies have kind of forgotten that it's meant to be fun they, they don't even do a lot of the split screen like the racing games used to do split screen and i kept thinking like you know giant flat screen tvs they could easily cut them right down the center uh vertically right and have it on two sides you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, a lot of people, this is what I hear in the chatters, that a lot of people got pissed off. Is it the Xbox One? There's they, a lot of the people who loved Halo, um, they took, so you could technically play on the 360, you could play Halo with a friend and it would do a split screen. Once yes. they brought out the Xbox One, they took that feature away. So two people could not sit in the same room playing Halo. You literally had to have another console. Yeah, that's what, that's what we mean, and, yeah. And, yeah, and it, and it pissed them off. And yeah. all the if, if you had Xbox 360 games, you could not take them over to the One and vice versa. And I think, I think PlayStation did something similar. It wasn't yep. until... It wasn't until the uh, the the GameCube games could go on the Wii, but then if you were going to go up to the Wii U, you could still use Wii games on the Wii U. But now none of the Wii U games nah. play on the Switch on the Switch because those are all little tiny things. So you know, people want the latest greatest, but they still like their old games on their other console. And you're just like, oh, what do I do? Do I have five consoles? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nintendo up until this most recent has been very conscious of maintaining backwards compatibility for right. at least one generation back. They did the same thing with the um, with with their uh, handhelds. Yes. So when the DS, the original DS came out, there was still a slot where you could put your old um, Game Boy Advance right. games in. Right, yeah. And then when the 3DS came out, they didn't have that, but you were still able to play DS games on the 3DS. And now that they're like the new 3DS, I don't think you can play original DS games on it anymore. But And like they, they try to give you support um, right. for as long as is reasonable, because let's be honest, there, there's got to be a limit. Um, but take like completely cutting off between the Wii U and the Switch is a shame. And I will say, as when I when I finished Zelda, I had no real choice but to turn back on my Wii U and keep playing some of my other games. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I still have it. If I didn't, I would be very bored. Right, and I, I, I am nerdy enough to say, confident in my nerdiness, that um, I do have a 3DS, and it has Yoshi on it. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Woolly World? Huh? Um, no, I have... Uh, Yo- Yoshi's uh, Island? It's like, no, it's... Um, Oh, it's like a it's like an old kingdomy game where you train to either be a wizard, a witch, uh gosh, fantasy Fine. something. Fantasy <laughs> fantasy world, fantasy <sighs> I don't know, but it's fun because you can you can you can make the person look how you want them to look, boy or girl. And um And then you ride Yoshi? No, <laughs> no, you, it's, it's all like knights and kingdoms and fantasy and you train to either be um, a knight, a bodyguard in the king's court, or you are training to be a witch or a wizard, or um, there's a workman's thing and each person's mission is different and there's someone that's guiding you. It's really cool. I'll have to get the... Where's the Yoshi? Name. Yoshi is on top of my DS. Oh, oh like a little toy guy. I got no, it. it's instead of a blue DS, a black DS, a br- you know, a pink oh, DS. All right, all right, is... but it's it's aesthetic on the day. We thought I you were playing you. a game that was no, 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 no. I bought a special edition Yoshi. I get you. I get you. All right. 
I don't play it very often, but uh, yeah, I got one. Well, that's cool. No, you got, you know, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is he was, uh, what, what Ori was going back when he was saying about the visuals on the new Zelda. I think it's amazing because I, I did that both with Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. and when when I first got the Batman, uh, the new, the Arkham Knight, I think it was. There were times where I was standing on top of the buildings in the Batman game and I would just snap a picture like I'm like I'm like I'm out in nature. You know, like I do some some photography and things. And whenever I see something that strikes me, I I take pictures of nature and animals and other things. And I found it fascinating that here I was sitting in a video game and I was pausing my gameplay just to take a picture of the screen because it was so breathtaking and beautiful. And I could just imagine you doing the same thing, Ari, with that with that uh, Zelda game. You know, when no. when you when you were talking about the visuals, that's all I could think of is I'd be sitting there taking pictures. Well, <laughs> I mean, playing the game. <laughs> this is this is how forward thinking um, Nintendo is. They realize that there are big economies in recording gameplay, in you know, let's plays yep. on YouTube and things like that, and on Twitch, etc. Uh, Twitch, yes, yeah, Twitch. Yeah. Um, there is a screenshot button on the controller. Yep. And I think that they have really been thinking about this and, you know, props really. <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation 4 does the same thing. That's, that's oh, does what, it? That's what I was meaning. I would say picture. Okay. And then you can share that picture up online if you have your Twitter attached to the account or you can attach right. YouTube or Twitch or any of those. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's got the same thing in the Switch and the PlayStation 4. So, yeah. That's how little I know about PS4. I, I tend to go Nintendo and PlayStation. I'm I'm a total sucker for Nintendo. They got me every time, and <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? Sometimes I'm very disappointed, but I can't help myself. I mean, it's not going. I mean, that's it. I'm a lifer. <laughs> yeah. If you tell me you you show me a Zelda game, I will buy your console just to play it. I I'm not I'm not. It's not rational. I have the same. I have. I have the same problem with uh, with, with my cell phones, with my smartphones. I have a company. Uh-huh. I, won't, I won't mention it, but every time I buy a phone and it costs a lot of money, and I'm happy with it for like two weeks, and then it breaks, and I struggle through for two years with a piece of technology that doesn't work, and I say never again, and then they come out with something, and it's so damn pretty, and I buy it. And it's terrible. And this is just my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're gonna wrap up. We're getting, oh, great uh, we're getting a, no, good, a, yeah. good, uh, a good amount. <laughs> yeah. We'll, nice. we'll wrap up our broken phones, put them away. <laughs> but get out your good phones and go to the App Store or Google Play and get Dragon Fruit. Cause Do that. I gotta tell you, it's a very polished, well designed. Very nice looking. I think the uh, simple sketch drawings of the people are amazing. Um, you've chosen a fantastic font choices. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people pay attention to that that often. But I do. Like, they're simple and easy to read. And I'm also a fan of the logo. Dragon fruit that's also a dragon. <laughs> that was on purpose, both- right? <laughs> yes, that, that, that definitely was. It's just, like, I personally 
because this is my life, uh, massively geek out about these things, these tiny little details. Nobody ever notices, uh, which is fine. Uh, you know, it's mostly so just you're for happy me. I, I noticed. I am very happy that you noticed. Thank you. Oh, it is. It is pretty. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I like it. Well, thank you. And you can also uh, go on the PC and use it sort of like a web app, right? Yep, that's yeah. right. That's right. And if you want to find us, we're on uh, dragonfruitapp.com. Uh, and you can get links to the various App Store pages there as well. And also, if you don't mind me plugging our Twitter, it's at Proj Dragonfruit, P-R-O-J, like Project Dragonfruit. Um, those character limits are a bitch. I know, right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's what it is. And uh, and on Facebook as well and all the other socials and blah, blah, blah. Do you have like a Facebook group? Like a, like a, that's, uh, oh, we, have right? a we have a company page. Okay, okay. It's uh, uh, Dragonfruit App. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, Jason, Christina, any last questions, thoughts for Ari on dragon fruit? Oh, this is great. Just really great. Thank you so much for your time and coming on board uh, today. Oh, thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Yes, I've enjoyed it. Or any last video game nonsense you want to throw out there? So uh, much. <laughs> I mean, you could you could start another podcast for that one. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Everyone get on your favorite Zelda game. Thanks for hanging out with us, Ari. Cool. Um, well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, we'll talk. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Keep in touch, man. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. That was really awesome. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. 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 That was good. I just, didn't want, I just didn't want to keep him on all night because uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to plug Jason Rigdon since he didn't get to come on because we were having that connection problem. Have you seen his miraculous potion machine yet? No, no, I have heard about it. You need to get on Twitter, Jason, or you would see it all. (laughs) I think I, uh, I think I might have sent the link in an email as well. If you want to check through one of those emails, Jason. Okay, I will. And uh, I mean, this thing is amazing. And then Jason made it work for the Alexa, and I think the Echo and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically. He can shout out in the room, Alexa, I need a potion. And Alexa will come back with, using the miraculous potion machine, I have made you a blah, blah, blah potion that smells like dog, I don't know. (laughs) Or it'll be like, I have made an ochre potion that smells like wet dog. And it turns you (laughs) into a giant dragon that is very illustrious and beautiful, you know? And it's so cool because it talks to you and you can just yell it out. And I think that it's something that is very useful. You can add an element of randomness and an element of fun to any of the like Dungeons and Dragons role-playing style tabletop games. And I'm just floored by what he has accomplished. And he says it has over 300 billion combinations, right? Something amazing like that. I'm gonna find that email and I'm gonna check it out. That's a, and that's a, a skill that we can add to Alexa, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. miraculous potion machine. Yep. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, JasonRigdon.com/slash/miraculous-potion-machine. I think that's as simple as it oh, is. Oh, sorry. I have the yawns. It's getting late. We're we're all tired, you know. Yes. Did you read my story, John? I I I have it, but I haven't read it because I was. Doing the Wonder Woman today, which is freaking phenomenal. I can't wait to see that. DC has knocked it out of the park. I don't have anybody that wants to go with me. Wonder Woman 
Okay, yeah, it's jasonrigdon.com slash lab as an L-A-B slash potion underscore machine. So jasonrigdon.com slash lab slash potion machine. And it's the miraculous potion machine. And when you hit generate potion, it says a phasing light scion potion that smells a bit rubbery. That's cool. The effect is you come in obedient, lawful, good sodium golem with a dishonest personality. How can you be lawful, good, and dishonest at the same time? And if you dump water on a sodium golem, does that mean he'll dissolve? Right. (laughs) But, yeah, I just want to point that out to all the game masters, all the tabletop guys. Check this thing out. You'll be floored. And if you have Alexa, just ask it. Say, Alexa, use the miraculous potion machine to make me a potion. And there it goes. There it goes. Other good news, we are on TuneIn. Oh, that's so cool. In my dad's Lexus, his his uh, newer, new-ish car, all he had to do when he got in after the podcast was up on TuneIn, because TuneIn apparently is on all of the newer vehicles automatically. Nice. So he got in the car and he just said, play Super Awesome Geek Show podcast, and the latest episode just started playing on the radio. So nice. I was floored by how easy that was. Um I think Apple needs to play a little bit of catch up there and get iTunes to work that easy in a car. No kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will. I, I got the TuneIn app, and after I answered its bajillion questions, um, I found a Super Awesome Geek Show really fast. So Yeah, so uh, anyone out there who uses TuneIn, we're on there now. Just look up the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast and hit favorite because we want more little hearts on that thing. And you can also find us on iTunes, of course. Or ask Alexa. Yes, right. Because now that it's on TuneIn, you can ask Alexa. Yep, yep. Alexa. My Alexa just turned on as I said that. Oopsie. <laughs> She's like, "What can I do for you, Jason? What can I do for you?" <laughs> no, that would be creepy if Alexa said, "Can I help you?" And you're asleep at night. You're like, "What?" <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely appreciate yes. it. All you listeners out there, so yeah, find us on TuneIn. Axel, ask Alexa, ask Echo Dot, uh, ask your car. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Go up to a lamppost, ask it. Or, yeah. Or find us on Twitter or, you know, iTunes or. At the website. All right, guys. Keep it geeky awesome. out there. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Yay. Bye, everybody. Adios. And I hope, and I hope the movie's going well, Jason. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. We just actually, we just cast our last two young heroes uh, just this weekend. So we're excited to move forward. Hey, maybe that's a show. We can bring on the director. There you and, go. Uh, we could do uh, do a show. We can talk about that, John. Yeah. And uh, Christine, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe we can fit that in in July, right? Yes. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys think that would be great, I mean, I think would, that'd be uh, cool. Why not? It'd be yeah. Fun to talk about it. And there's a lot of work that goes into making a movie. I'm used to being the actor walking on set, but now it's like getting involved with the whole process. It's really, it's exciting. It's there's a lot of details. There's a lot of love and care that goes into it. And yeah, we're really excited. So yeah, absolutely. Let's chat. That sounds good. Speaking of movies, everyone go out there and see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Absolutely phenomenal. You know, I don't know if you've seen, look at my Twitter, look at the Twitter, our Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, and you will see my long, long list of all the adjectives I gave it. 
<laughs> I think it is hands down probably the best DC film to date. And I know some of you are going to cringe because of the original Batman or something, right? But yeah, right. I know. <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah. I just I loved it so much. The music, I that has a lot to do with it, I think, because Wonder Woman, that powerful music behind her is just phenomenal. You know what I mean? I mean, it was in the Batman versus Superman also when she showed up, that same music. And it's just it made it immediately gets your blood pumping. She was the best part about that movie, I thought. <laughs> you and I were sitting in the theater next to each other going, okay, that's badass. Yeah. yeah that was awesome. And, oh, it's great because she's a little bit out of place when she gets to the world. You know, I, I, you laugh, you cry. It's an emotional ride. Action is just phenomenal. Uh, the acting is brilliant. I wonderfully cast. I mean, it's got everything you want. Cool. I can't wait to see it. And badass women kicking everyone's butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of movies I like. <laughs> Me too. A bunch of them. <laughs> so let's all spin ourselves around and change on out of here. Yes, I know, right? Boo. L- Linda Carter <laughs> reference, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Linda Carter. All right. Bye-bye. Take Bye. care. Bye. Autobots roll out! Oh! Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe! Womp, womp, womp.